speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please do be seated. Now, I did actually ask people if they could wear Christmas jumpers, but I can't actually see any at the moment. But um, thank you for those who've got brightly coloured ties on. I think I might see a brightly Christmassy type tie from here. I need to wear my glasses, but thank you, Ken, for a splash of colour I can see there. A bit of red over there. Thank you very much. And I know I love all these Christmassy masks that people have got, so thank you. Um, there's a tradition of telling bad jokes at Christmas. Obviously, it comes from the crackers, but I, I don't know whether you've heard the ones about the COVID carols. Don't come, all ye faithful. Far away in a manger. And we three kings of Orient are isolating. <laughs> now, they're bad, but, you know, I have to say, I don't know about you, but this year I've noticed two things, that my screen time has rocketed and my clothes have shrunk. Now, I just wonder if there's any connection between the two. Of course, the screen time hasn't just been about spending loads of time on Zoom and poring over a new and slightly headache-inducing computer system. Now, hands up, if you've watched more TV and Netflix this year, you're the only ones? Really? I'm impressed. So what are the rest of you been doing? You've been on um, gaming? Ah, okay. Okay, hands up those who've had more screen time this year. Okay, that's pretty much everybody. But not all of you have been watching more TV. Well, maybe that's just me. I, I normally, I hardly ever watched any TV. So for me, it's got really gone up. My guilty secret is tipping point with a cup of tea. <laughs> um, but what's also changed is the sort of things I choose to watch nowadays. I found that I just need to watch stuff that lifts my spirits. I can't really cope with anything too depressing or gritty at the moment because you get the news and that's quite enough. And although, as I've demonstrated, I'm not very good at finding good jokes, I'm grateful to those who've made me laugh this year. Um, a particular highlight was uh, looking back at those repeats of Yes Minister and Yes Prime Minister, classic stuff. But there haven't been many laughs this year. And while we've all needed a laugh this year, we've also needed a reminder about the things that are good, stuff that gives us hope, stuff that reminds us about the basic goodness of humanity. It's why programmes like The Repair Shop and the Yorkshire Vet are so popular. It's all about human interest and people being nice to each other. And so I'd like to tell you about my favorite TV this lockdown. I have to give a spoiler alert. I'm going to say a rude word, or you think it's going to be a rude word, but it's not actually. It's not The Crown, Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones and I'm proud of it. Um, but it's Netflix's Shit's Creek. Now, not the title, because that is the very worst thing about it. It's my favorite because it both makes me laugh out loud pretty much every time, but because it's a program about hope. The story, and don't worry, there aren't any real spoilers here, is all about a rich family who lose everything, except the title deeds of a small rural town called Shit's Creek. So when they have left all they knew, they go and start a new life there. 
Now, like many things on Netflix, it has a number of seasons. But it doesn't start with them living their old, wealthy life. It starts with them pretty much losing everything, leaving the old and going straight to the new. In this terrible year, some people have asked, where is God in all this? Some have tried to look in the Bible to find an answer. Is God punishing us? What might we do to make things right? That might seem on the surface to be a really good question. After all, the Bible has examples of just that sort of thing. But in fact, you'll only find them in the Hebrew scriptures, not in the story that starts with what we're celebrating today. When we left the old and came to the new. The Hebrew scriptures are perhaps more familiarly known in churches as the Old Testament. But actually that word testament is not a really good translation of what the original was. Testament makes it sound like a witness statement, but in fact, the word translated testament is in fact covenant. And covenant is a kind of contract or promise. And rather than old and new, it should be the contract or covenant between God and the people of Israel and the nation of Israel and the contract between God and everyone including, of course, you and me. Now, yes, it's true that at the start of the book of Genesis, the first book in our Bibles, it says this, in the beginning. But if you want to know about how God is operating in the world right now, I wouldn't recommend the Julie Andrews method. Don't start at the very beginning in Genesis. It's not a good place to start. But start instead with the story of God's new way of operating, which conveniently, if you do a slight move of books, also starts in the beginning. Start instead with the little town of Bethlehem that we heard sung about those of us who are here last night. At Christmas, we can be like the shepherds and get dazzled by the razzmatazz, which is there to point to the word made flesh. We can get caught up in cute pictures of fluffy lambs at the manger, but not see the ones God invited to visit the newborn king. As David mentioned last night in his sermon, shepherds then as now were not glamorous folk, They were the definition of ordinary. But more important at the time was that they were considered permanently ritually unclean, not because they hung about with animals, but because they could never take a Sabbath. Because they had to keep working, obviously, to look after their sheep, the sheep that everybody else benefited from. So shepherds were people on the edge, They were the ones excluded not just from the temple, but also from all kinds of normal life. The ones who wouldn't have thought that they would have been chosen by God to do anything. I think if Jesus were to be born today, it would be in a porter cabin at the end of the Manston Airport runway, 
visited by lorry drivers unable to get home. That's a story to give us hope that God comes to and for everyone, and especially those excluded from the tables of power where the big decisions are made. A story of hope about God not standing at a distance, in judgment on us, not coming in wrath, but as a vulnerable human being who came to bring forgiveness and received all the wrath of the systems of power in his day. At the heart of my favorite lockdown comedy is the story of a family who are starting a new life, finding a new hope and learning to live a better way. They had a life before, just as there was a story to tell before Jesus came. But the story which starts with God becoming one of us, one with us, is the start of a whole new part of an old story. And unlike a series on Netflix, it's a story where you too are invited to play your part, whatever your age, whatever you believe about God, or think he believes about you. It's a story of hope. It's a story that will give you hope that lasts. Happy Christmas. <laughs>